exciting it is i'm podcast. always excited by it we're doing a whole new podcast we're gonna be ranking our favorite barn animals each episode will be about a different barn animal i don't how many are we doing though because we're going starting at our best and the, the finale of the podcast can't be the worst barn no the animal. finale is number one so, so, so we start we with our least favorite barn animal which is not bad because all barn animals are special and deserve to be cherished what's the number uh 15 Oh, we're doing a 15 episode series. No, I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be like episode by episode. You know, this, oh, is, okay. this is early on. This is sort of the brainstorming session that we're publishing as episode zero. It's like the trailer. You know how podcasts have trailers? Right, except ours is going to be like an hour and 48 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, and so I think you could do like, I think you could do three episodes <sighs> per animal. So like you do something about the origins of the chicken. And then you do something about how chickens oh, that's a, are that's sort of the kept these question, days. Isn't it? And then, of course, the final episode is about why we, we love chickens so more much. more than one episode about the origin of the chicken. There's philosophy based yeah. on this principle. And like, I think you, so that's 45 episodes. You fit in a few specials, and this is going to run us a year. Um, that This sounds awful, like exhausting. The theme song will be Old MacDonald Had a Farm. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. All right. Well, you come up with an idea. How is your How has your year been? I fine. I think I don't know. I people always say at these things like I had a great year or I had a terrible year. Yeah. Like I don't know. There's I don't I don't really I don't really like think of it in terms of. You by did the have year. a great year though. It was a big year. Yeah. For no. You. It was it was a, it was a uh, it was a good year. Good uh, good things happened. Yeah. I got engaged. That's fun. Yeah. Saw the Grand Canyon. I hadn't done that before. Uh huh. I those were nice things. Got a new job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did get a new job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, uh, good stuff. That's nice. And I maintain. I tweeted this um, right when the pandemic happened because I thought it was funny, and it is, and it's going to apply to this too. I said, "This is the benefit you get of never saying this year is going to be my year." <laughs> so when it's not, who cares? Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. This year, I don't know. Who cares? Last year, whatever. They're all the same. They are all the same. You know what's different every year, though? What's that? Well, we saw uh, we saw our we had the first movie of our of the year that we always go see a movie in theaters. Yes, indeed. Last year we did what? I uh, licorice pizza. Oh yeah, that at was the a music box. We've done. We've done fences. Fences. We did uncut gems. Is that really New Year's Day? Yeah, those wow. are the Mod and Karen. That was a good yeah. one. Uh, what else have we done? You can remember any of the other ones? Not off the top of my head. No. All right. Well, uh, hello everyone, and welcome to the two hundred and twenty fourth episode of What's in the Box Office. Your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host Brian, and I'm your host Noah. I don't, uh, have, I don't have a pithy remark here with our. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, that's why I felt inclined to uh, start after you said your name. Yeah, yeah. We'll get so the like, hang this of is it. like this is the first episode of the podcast. 
all over again. We're just figuring it all out. I'm wiping out all my old top fives. Listen, it's our fifth year. That's pretty cool. So I, uh, I felt, yeah, let's change it up. Yeah, and I yeah uh, I'm I'm always I'm always on board. It's gonna be tricky when your top five is not about barnyard animals. Now that you brought that up, oh, I could uh, I could quickly pivot. <laughs> no, what do you got? I well, let's see. Hang on, I'm trying I'm trying to think. I uh, yeah, I could do a uh, I could I this, it would be better than the one I uh, the one I got. I'd rank my top five Margot Robbie movies. I uh, okay, run them down real quick though. So five to one, I Tanya. Big Short, Suicide Squad, Wolf of Wall Street, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Suicide Squad. Yes. Yes. I, I you had, have I had, to be specific. I had forgotten that you have to be specific, but you certainly do. That's a little uh, nitpicky thing of me is like you can't call it like a bodyguard. It's the bodyguard. But in that case, it's like a little like, eh, who really yeah, cares? If, if, you, if you're reading them down quick, I'm fine with being like bodyguard, princess bride, etc. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm not for that. You have to be specific whether you're talking about Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. Yes, that is, uh, that is crucial. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Top five barnyard animals. Uh, did you just Google barnyard animals? No, I did not. This is off the dome. Okay. Uh, I only got four legit ones. So number five is spider because sometimes they will. Charlotte's web. Yeah. They will weave a web and guide you uh, to your maturity and no, adulthood, thank you. Uh, which is very nice of them. Uh, number four is going to be goat, an animal that I'm very fond of, can be very cute and produces some great food products, uh, but doesn't quite get into the uh, the upper echelon you know the top three the core the big three mm-hmm. of the barnyard animals uh the first of which is the chicken uh you know classic uh, classic food classic barnyard behavior you're out there with the sack of feed sort of spreading it around uh and the chickens are pecking away because they're hungry i uh, very fond of a chicken but uh does not quite there's a tear break even there uh, and the top two are two animals very near and dear to my heart. Cow and pig. Yes, but in that order, you say? Or in what yeah. order? Okay. Yes, it is. Cow is number two and uh, no pig is number, number one. one. Uh, listen, cow, <clears throat> cows are in certainly in consideration for the number one spot sure. here. Uh, but pigs are pigs are a top five animal overall for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sort of like a, a, a domesticated hippo. Right, less sense. less dangerous. Right, uh, it's not you know uh, biologically speaking the case, but it's just kind of how I think of it. And so yeah, that is, and then yeah, pigs are pigs are great, cows are great. This is my top five barnyard animals. Pigs are great, cows are great. People Matt, call you those. You give your list. People call you those things. Uh, oh God, barnyard. I like ducks. Oh yeah, ducks are good. They hang out around there. I like horses. Uh, you'll see a dog wandering around barnyards occasionally. They got to rain, rain in the sheep. Absolutely, they're in charge. So yeah, those those plus some of yours. All right, love that. Uh, let's talk actual top fives though. Uh, this weekend, last weekend of the year, big one. As far New as my Robbie's concerned, I like Focus a lot. You know, somehow I'd completely overlooked that one. Looking would through that her have filmography. taken over for I Tanya? Uh, I would have taken over for. I, I probably, 
God, I don't know. I probably would have ranked that number three for her. Okay. Well, I'd have put that over the Suicide Squad yeah, and Tanya would be gone. Uh, yeah, focus is incredible. You know, <clears throat> during our whole exercise, uh, I was the focus champion, as I recall. Whereas the two of you were kind of down on that film. That's why I said it's it's fun. I give it three stars. All right. I. Uh, it does not appear in the box office this weekend, though. What does appear is Avatar: The Way of Water at number one. Then you got Puss in Boots: The Last Witch, Black Panther. A lot of crawling, uh, crawling back up. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Number four is Whitney Houston: colon, I Want to Dance breath. with Somebody, and then Babylon. And then you read the... I certainly do. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. I'm not distracted. Made. Don't look at me like, oh boy, he's not paying attention. I got it. Reed, go ahead, Avatar. <laughs> Sorry, just you're watching uh, You're watching. I'm film. still listening, Avatar. Made $63 million, 63.4, mm-hmm. in fact, which was basically exactly the same as last weekend. Isn't that crazy? It has $421 million. These are the three-day totals. These are not including Monday, which is a bank holiday, I guess. It's, an, it's New Year's Day observe. Yes. Um, so people have off of work, and so it'll get a little boost there. But let's just talk about these numbers right now. Basically identical to its uh, holiday weekend next weekend, last weekend. Next weekend's not a holiday. Um, and that's pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, there, I, when, when it opened, it was the 37th high, uh, uh, biggest opening weekend of all time. Then it was the 30th biggest second weekend of all time. Mm-hmm. And that third weekend you're looking at, fourth biggest of all time. Behind Star Wars The Force Awakens, which had 90. Avatar, which had 68. And Black Panther, which had 66. So pretty good company it's in. Uh, the movie is holding just as well as everybody expected. I think a lot of that... I do think a lot of that has to do with just there's no no other big movie. Sure. You know, if we had a Sherlock Holmes thrown in here with Little Alvin and the Chipmunks, which was happening. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the sequel, so the sequel. That was happening when um, the first Avatar opened. Okay. Uh, both those movies made over $200 million alongside Avatar 700. Uh, we're not getting that this this year. It's just Avatar, really. And so the hold is great. And it's nice. It's expected at this point. But yeah, it's all like fucking champ. Um, it's still like it's $600 million, which would be crazy. I think I said anything over five was good. Yeah. Which it'll definitely do maybe by the end of next weekend. Uh, worldwide, it's at 1.4, essentially. It's about to cross the billion mark only overseas. Um, and uh, it's going to be the biggest hit domestic it's gonna be the biggest hit worldwide and i don't think uh, unless everything craps the bed this january it's not gonna crack uh maverick seven plus okay but uh huge hit and like legs like that are incredible the thing i love about um this last week that we just had is the monumental grosses uh i said this to you over the phone but i should read them for our viewers so on Monday, the 26th, which was Christmas Day, observed, Avatar made $32 million. On Tuesday, it made $24 million. Thursday, Wednesday, 20 Thursday, 20 These are single days. Yeah. Movies struggle to make that in a weekend these days. Yeah. This is all in one day. It's so much fun because that, that's how you get from a movie that starts the week 
the last weekend at 261 is what it ended its second weekend with and is now ending its second weekend at 421. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and it's a ton of fun. The movie's holding really well. Um, it's the fourth biggest uh, third weekend gross. And next weekend, we'll see. It's not going to be the holidays anymore. And it is a long movie. It's something this movie's going to have to reckon with is that um, casual moviegoers may be less hesitant uh-huh. to go to the three-hour movie at 8 o'clock uh, on the weekends when they have to work on Monday or when they ha- it's not doesn't feel like a free-for-all weekend, holiday weekend. And so... Um, We'll see how it does next weekend when everyone's back to doing their business. But so far, it's it's definitely getting over five and has a good shot six. And uh, sky's the limit overseas. It's two two millions uh, two billions out of the question, but it's doing real well. Let me ask you this: Suppose Avatar does make six hundred million dollars. <laughs> Suppose it does. Um, I, yeah, you were sort of skeptical of the James Cameron narrative going into this release which was what that he's uh just you know you look at titanic and you look at avatar and you look at the way they legged it out the to ungodly success yeah. i is it cemented and i mean I, w- I wouldn't say i wouldn't go so far as to say it's cemented but would you give more credence to it when avatar 3 the way of land comes out we'll see that's gonna be the way of fire because he's doing the fire okay uh, the, as he calls them the ash people which seems <laughs> I mean, he made him up, <laughs> but it seems. Uh, let's see what that does. Okay. Because it won't be the first Cameron is back after 12 years. It won't be our for the return to the biggest high school movie of all time. It will be a sequel to a movie that did very, very well. Okay. So you'll you'll still be skeptical. Yes. Of, if, if, of crowning him king of the world. If the way of fire does this again uh-huh or even if the way of fire does like upwards of 600 okay but, the, but sure. the, this won't really sway it's your just, opinion one way no, or another because it's the same situation as avatar was in except that was a follow-up to titanic which was the highest grossing movie mm-hmm. and it was this revolution in technology this was like there's nothing else out there as we've talked about Let, let's get to one where it's a more consistent chain not like we've been starving for james cameron but we just had James Cameron two years ago. Let's okay. see what that looks like. All right. right. Avatar four, 3 is going to be very interesting to watch how that does. Sure. And that's that's fair enough. I uh, Let's talk about Puss in Boots' The Last Wish, which came in at number two with $16.3 million. That was a 31% increase from last weekend and is up to $60 million altogether. I love when they increase over the, the holiday weekend. Or the week. I think it's a ton of fun. This is another movie that ended its first weekend at like... 26 or something and now has 60 it's crossing 100 there's nothing else for kids for a while maybe not the last wish maybe they'll wish again it's tough i do think the idea of bringing shrek in is probably a good idea or donkey well he's a sidekick yeah dragon gingerbread man no one not like dragon would do anything fiona maybe fiona yeah someone with a tire what Cameron Diaz, isn't she retired? Yes, but she's recently returning. She's returning with something. Okay, good for her. But yeah, she did retire. She started a wine company. That sounds nice. Um, but you would need someone from that universe who is uh, 
has a name behind him. Yeah. Um, and like, it's just, it, it's gotta be Shrek. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't turn Shrek into the fucking, uh, Brian from Fast He's got to save Shrek. That should be like the thing. That oh, way, there you go. That way it doesn't, um, feel like a, a Shrek movie. Right. You know, it's like Puss in Boots, but it's got Shrek in it. So yeah. It should be like he's got to save Shrek. Uh, Shrek's locked in the tallest tower, highest tower. <laughs> Puss in Boots got to save him. That would be great. Um, but it's it's doing nice and well. I don't know how much further over 100 it's going to get. It's obviously a disappointing number, but legs are legs, and it, it'll crack the, the century mark, which yeah. is nice. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever came in at the number three spot with 4.8 million. It was, an, it was a 38% increase and is up to $437 million. Yeah. Don't have much to say here. Don't know why this happened, but uh, here it is. I, th- I feel like it's probably just because, like you said, there's no other big movies yeah. out there at all. Yeah. And so people wanted to go see a big movie this weekend and maybe didn't want to see Avatar. And this is the only one other one you get. It's a last gasp for the film, but uh, sure. A little, yeah. a little extra. I. Uh, our first drop of the weekend, Whitney Houston colon I want to dance with somebody made four point two million. That was a ten percent drop. That's up that's to fourteen point so eight million dollars. I do have. I want to strange. dance with somebody. <laughs> Might as well be you. Who the hell it is? Yeah, it's a quote. Listen, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. We all want to <laughs> dance with somebody. Um, yeah, I don't know much to say. Both of these next two movies. Should have seen increases if people wanted to go to them. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, and it turns out nobody wanted to go to Babylon either, which made two point seven million, a twenty four point two percent drop. That's up to ten million. Uh, same thing. I mean, it's just it's people don't want to see it. There's not much I can say about these yeah. these last two movies. They're not doing anything, and it's uh, because the Whitney Houston biopic has no buzz behind it because it's not going to be nominated for any Oscars and the. Uh, the Babylon film is, we all have heard about that, so. It's a bit messy. It's a little bit messy. The Babylon film. Might be coming up later in the podcast. <laughs> right at the end. Perhaps. Maybe. Uh, well, that was uh, that was it for the top five. Anything else going on this weekend? No, there's no spotlights. So nothing interesting happened elsewhere. Wonderful. Well, then let's play everybody's favorite game, the final edition. Oh, boy. Of this variant of everyone's favorite game. Did, Did it, it make, make more, more or, or less than, than Little, Little Women? Women? We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Little Women at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. Your first film is A Wrinkle in Time. Less. That made less. You're absolutely right. 2018. Got hurt you, by Panther. You are locked in. On this edition, I believe you'll be going for your first full sweep of Little Women. All right, let's see. Uh, And you'll have to continue that with your second film, District 9. More. That is correct. 2009, nominee for Best Picture. First year expanded to 10 nominees. All right, those uh, those were two relatively slightly easier ones, and I'm... uh, I'm finishing you off with a toughie. Thank you. What? Oh, a toughie. Good. Yes. Uh, you're going to have to tell me about the film Hop. More. Nice little hit. Not nice enough. It was less, it though? It was less. Made, made a decent chunk of change And I, I, I got to tell you, uh, this one was the closest margin. Okay. Uh, right. po- it possibly Really giving me a 50-50 shot here. 
Yeah, pretty much. Okay, great. Uh, uh, 2011. That is correct. Yeah, nice Hop, little chunk of change for Hop, though. Hop made $108 million. What Little Women could cash out at? 108.1. <laughs> I thought Little Women did more than 108. I was, I was always imagining like 115, 120 maybe. No, 108, 101, 214. Oh, okay. You got yeah. a breakdown. Yeah, just... Going by the by the three numbers. Do you have a game for next week yet? Have you decided? Uh, no, it's still a bit up in the air. Oh boy. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna be something new for the new year, the yeah, new pod. Yeah. Uh, but still a uh, an excellent run on. Did it make more or less Little Women? That was three fives in a row. Nice. Uh, so very well done. Come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? Yes. All right. This is this is a toughie. The last weekend of the year, week fifty two. We're doing 2017 because the movie that came out this year, despite opening at number seven, as they all did, I very much in the news. Now? No, just at the time. It was uh, like, it, it wasn't just this movie came out and no one remarked on it. You know it? I know it. You know it? I know. Six words? Yes, six words. Third word. Okay. Moolah. Yeah. Money. The the finger thing means the taxes. <laughs> Second word. The. <laughs> this is the new format. Fifth word. No, sixth word. World. First word. All. Fourth word. In. I said the, the the last yeah. uh, put them all together in not money that order. in all the world, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not pretty close. Sure, all the money in the world, baby. Hell yeah, Ridley Scott. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Vehicle. No, oh what? <laughs> what happened? He was, he was starring removed. in it. It was a big Oscar movie for him. Yeah, and then someone else took that role. What? Uh, and it was the man. From beginners, <laughs> you can't even. <laughs> no, I could. I was just trying to think of a funny way to describe Christopher Plummer, and instead, I picked beginners. Christopher Plummer, yeah, took over. Good call, <sighs> probably. And his, his Famously, his, Mark Wahlberg got paid a million dollars for the reshoots. Michelle Williams, like three hundred thousand. That was bad. famously. It really, really, it seems like both of them got paid too much for that. And the movie. Utterly forgettable. Yes. How about that? Wasn't terrible, as I recall. We saw it. I usually I remember when things are terrible. It, but maybe yeah, I probably maybe. hated watching it, but yeah. that doesn't mean it was terrible. Sure. It just means that I hated it because it was very boring and long, and we had to see it for some stupid reason. Well, Christopher, Christopher Plummer, Plummer was nominated. Got, yeah, yeah, that's like, come on. He With sure that, did. We didn't need that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never seeing Molly's Game, a movie that also opened this of weekend, course. but only at 200 theaters. Kevin Costner. Very late at night. <laughs> no. I don't remember the circumstances. Yeah, we were at the Regal Lincolnshire. <clears throat> it was like a okay. 10 o'clock show. Oh, boy. It was exceedingly cold in the theater. <laughs> I don't remember it was any frigid. of this. None uh, of this is Never memorable. a good time at the Lincolnshire Theater. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's it for this weekend. The Last Jedi was humming right along. Welcome to the Jungle was making history. Uh, yeah. The Greatest Showman was also making history. Coco was quite good. 
By the way, all the money in the world made seven million dollars. Uh, five and a half. Okay. We never did that. No, we didn't. Last Jedi. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was around. I, I name dropped that. Oh, just, did you? Yeah. Sorry, just, uh, that time I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that's fine. It was emotional. It was. Well, it was. I was just trying to see what his last words were. That kind okay. of thing. All right. Is that it? That's it. All right. Our final season screenings, Noah. We had to pick a New Year's movie. Uh, if I had forgotten, we did when Harry met Sally, probably in 2020, but I did forget that that happened. Yeah. We picked a good one. Absolutely. You had never seen this. I'd never seen it. Billy Wilder's The Apartment, released June 15th, of course. 1960, directed by Billy Wilder, written by Billy Wilder, and I.A.L. Diamond, starring Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, and Fred McMurray. A Manhattan insurance clerk tries to rise in his company by letting its executives use his apartment for tryst, but complications and a romance of his own ensue. 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, 94 on Metacritic. Higher on Metacritic than yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Your first time seeing it... By the way, I, no one needs to know what we're watching, but uh, this next person they're going to show, uh-huh. or the person Second half, next, yeah. Yeah, from The Whale. Oh, no kidding. I told you in the theater. Yeah, no, I, and I remember you shouting him out from something else, and yeah, I blocked the, him from that's that. That's the guy. There yeah. he is. Um, what did you think of The Apartment? You're waiting a while. Uh, I thought The Apartment was quite good. Uh, different than one would expect. Mm. I. Because you know you see you see these old timey romances the uh, the sort of the sort of slapstick comedies the the happen happen uh, happenstances mm-hmm. are happening uh, pretty dark in the middle this movie yes it is uh, and like for a prolonged it's a prolonged part of the plot mm-hmm. uh, in a way that's weird and it ends with a did he kill himself moment. Oh yeah, yeah, that does uh, that does happen. A lot of a lot of, a lot of suicide in these old yeah. movies. Uh, but yeah, the apartment is quite good. It's so uh, good. Jack Lemmon is great. Usually, sort of a uh, a comedic foil, a dumb dumb, mm-hmm. uh, a doofus. But in this movie, it's just like like perfectly winning and charming. And it's like how is how is he not like Cary Grant? Mm-hmm. Uh, why did Cary Grant get to be Cary Grant and Jack Lemmon? Was sort of the jester. He's uh, unbelievably he's good in it. Uh, those quiet moments where he's like taking care of her in the mm-hmm. second act. He's just so like gentle and tender. It's just a beautiful performance. She's phenomenal. I love her so much in that movie. I think she gives such a spirited performance. And Fredman Murtry is good too. It's just it's such a carefully written and plotted movie um, that even at the end it like. You know, it's not like that kind of like whiz bang ending where it's just like a big kiss at the end. Yeah, it's it sticks to the characters. Yeah, where he would say that and she would respond with what she responded with, but like you know that they both have that feeling of yeah. for each other. It's it's interesting that even when you watch these old movies and like the the classics of them, like you you watch Bringing Up Baby, and things like that, and it's a it's an incredible movie. Best, it's very, last, very, best uh, slapstick movie of all. Very time. F- funny and witty and great. I, mm. uh, but like the. The relationship isn't always like developed. It's uh, it's just kind of there, right. and like they're both funny and they're both good looking, and so you're just kind of like, oh yeah, these two are these two are together. 
uh, and like they have good chemistry, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised by how specifically they developed like the, the relationship and the romance in this movie. Uh, the neighbors just, are so good. Uh, and also just, it's, it has great set pieces that not even that middle set piece, but I really love the scene where he's sick and reorganizing his calendar. It's so funny. And, it's it doesn't go on very long, but it seems exhausting. Like the way it's written, the way Wilder directs, and the way Jack Lemmon plays it, it seems awful. And it's really just like calling two people, but it's just like the constant like his he he's sick, his nose is stuffy, but he's like going through Rolex and like remembering the number and scribing it, and you're just like, God, this is why are you leading this life? It's just yeah. it's a very simple, simple scene that does a lot. Um it's just a really good way. It takes place in like two locations. It'd be a good play. Uh, if somebody ever wanted to adapt it, I think it'd be yeah. a nice play. There's only two sets you would need, right? The elevator. I, I, I guess you do the Chinese restaurant. You do the office, you do the apartment, you office, do the restaurant. Apartment, restaurant, that's it. And yeah, you're, yeah. you're golden. You could do it on three floors. A three-level production. Sure. Yeah. Just with the elevator. Ding! At the top floor, that's the yeah. office bits. Um... It's really, really great. Uh, you've seen not a lot of Wilder stuff. Yeah, there's so a lot of stuff that I want to watch. but You know, where does it rank on your Wilder list? Yeah, but I don't know. It's Pretty uh, high. It's good. <laughs> like it's a really nice New Year's Eve movie. Yeah. The, um, the climax takes place. at uh, And it's yeah. nice. It's a very nice scene. Yeah. Uh, all right. Out of four... Hmm. What do you think? Apartment keys? Uh, I think... You want to do... I think four uh, mid-level executives... All right, sure. Four four mid level well, executives. Four different ones sharing the apartment. What are so you giving I, the apartment? That's going to be a full four. Yeah, it's got to be four. It's Don't okay. want to divide one of those executives in half. It's one of the best. All right, our stocking stuffer. Boy, yeah. are we going to figure something else out for next year? But this year we watched eight Hanukkah themed episodes of TV shows, or episodes that we thought were Hanukkah themed that were actually only about Christmas, or about neither of them. The <laughs> yeah. league. Yeah, or about. Nothing, yeah, about being bad. Uh, but we, our last one is from the animated children's show Elena of Avalon. Avalor, I because I wrote down Avalon, but then I think you corrected me. Yeah, I think it is Avalor. Yeah, it is Avalor. All right, Avalor. The episode titled Festival of Lights, season three, episode 17, released December 6, 2019, a recent episode of a television show. Yeah. Bill, what did you think of Elena of Avalor? Uh, I mean, this is a show for children, uh, and so <laughs> I I feel strange being like it wasn't good, because right. uh, it, it, is, it is nice that... Uh, for a kid's show, it seemed like, like... Yeah, we got we to gotta do the kid's show thing. Well made, it was like, and, you know... Yeah, and especially given how much we know that Hanukkah content is not produced. Yeah. I really do appreciate any show being like, let's do a Hanukkah episode. They really did it. They wanted it to be very Jewish. Uh, I found it strange that, like, these are two different, like, fake kingdoms. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got Avalor. I forget the name of the uh, the kingdom of the Jewish princess. Know. Shmir. I don't know what it's called. But like, it's still rooted in real things. She's she's explaining the story of Hanukkah, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, my my people they fought yeah. against their oppressors, yeah. 
and then they didn't have enough oil for the lamp. And I'm like, where did this happen? Because <laughs> like I, Island. I know where it actually happened, but are you just? Is this just like a one for one? Especially because shows like that, oh, like with with fantasy elements like that, seem to take place in the past. Yeah, and so it's like this isn't like history for you, you know. Uh, that's true. I mean, the jokes are so blah, and everyone's so accommodating. Uh huh. They're like immediate. There's no tension. Yeah, there was no story. There's no story. No. no tension. And like, yeah, it's for kids, so it's fine. Does it teach them about Hanukkah? A little bit. Do you know about the principles of Hanukkah? Not really. It's yeah, about like is, perseverance, and this is like, oh no, we have the answer to everything here. Yeah, this this is the other thing I wanted to talk about is that it really it really gave me the impression that sort of the value of Hanukkah is in making do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know the whole thing is they're they're shipwrecked on this. Uh, in this other land, and so they need they don't have all of their usual uh, their stuff or their traditions or their people, and so we don't the, have our usual traditions. Help us! <laughs> so the people of Evalor have to be like, well, we'll help and we'll yeah. we'll do our best, and things keep. They don't have quite the ingredients they need for the food and the uh, the I have to make it perfect. I have to make it. Per- why do you make it perfect? Yeah, she was a little rude. You're to her in host. a crazy situation. Situation. yeah uh and it just it just kept coming back to being like you know if we don't we don't have everything that we wanted but we have everything we need and that's family and and that just is not really the impression i get i can't speak with authority but that just doesn't i don't think that's like what the story of hanukkah is about it's about other other things it's about what they say in the episode like doing the most of what you don't have. They had everything at that place, man. Yeah, that too. Because they didn't have oranges. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. The everything ha- was available to them. It was crazy. They had a gelt press. <laughs> <laughs> they made <laughs> dreidels with Hebrew inscriptions in like two seconds. Yeah. She's an inventor. They, they did not go through hardships uh, in this episode to but, warrant yeah. like the, we're just like the Maccabees. <laughs> Um, but again, lo- lots of points for trying because so few do. No one mentioned Christmas at all. Um, it was fine. Yeah. It's, we'll it's, figure something else out next year. Yeah. We have, we have fully exhausted every piece of Hanukkah content that there is. Yeah. Without watching like the Hebrew hammer. Yeah. Which I, th- I think we're fine. I don't really want to do. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, season screenings comes to a close. Hope everyone had a happy holidays. No, recommend a movie for the folks for this week slash weekend. I uh, I had a pretty good time with the whale. I. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they can hear this. I think they can. Tell them what I'm doing. I I expect that you're banging the microphone on your head. It's good. <laughs> now no you're going. Had a good time with the whale. I, I, I found it mostly uh, mostly an invigorating <laughs> watch. It is a crazy take. It's crazy to me that you like to give it four stars. Did I give it four? I was shocked when I saw you on your letterbox four fucking stars. Yeah, four, four, four might be a little too many stars. My God. Uh, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I, I, yeah, four. I, yeah. I, I, th- I think on, I, th- I, th- I think, I think in retrospect, it's probably a three and a half. But a three and a half is a, 
Like, I, I still feel good about it. Okay. I, I liked more about that movie than I didn't. I, and Brendan Fraser is really good. He's and great. If you, if you like a movie that's a play, like, it's a play, man. Oh, boy, is it a play. I, uh, I found it to be... Um, I don't know. I don't want to get on the side of the it's it's fat bashing and stuff, but uh, Roxanne uh, Gay, I think it's Roxanne Gay, had a few interesting comments. Let me see if I can pull them up. Because, um, you know, that was a big thing on, like, Twitter and stuff. Oh, like, sure. It's portrayal of obesity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Roxanne Gay, who I do enjoy. I'm sure you know who she is as well. I yeah I rec- I recognize express her opinion that the film's sympathy was only superficial and that the depiction of Charlie reinforced anti-fat stereotypes and preconceptions. I agree. She writes, Mr. Aronofsky said proudly that Charlie's story was told with empathy. He seemed to think he was being sincere, but I was bewildered because an empathetic portrayal isn't at all what was conveyed on screen. As I looked around the audience. I was struck by the fact that there were only four sub-fat people in the audience and none on the stage. She was probably saying this at a screening. Okay. An academy screening. And sure. None of the people on the stage were fat. That kind of stuff doesn't bother me. It was more... Oh, here it is. It's... Uh, wait, hold on. No. Was, I've read something. I don't know. Anyway, the, the idea that, like... Uh, I'm not really for... Fat stereotypes are everywhere. Whatever. I don't think in a movie, and it was in the play. I looked up some photos of the play to see how crazy it looked. Uh-huh. It's also a big bucket of chicken. <laughs> it's stuff like that where you sincerely like have Hong Chao going, please don't make me get in. Please, Charlie. Let's just watch TV. Don't. And he's like, you got to get it for me, please. Please. And she walks over to the counter and does a big sigh. Just... <sighs> And then pulls out a giant bucket of fried chicken and hands it to him with such disdain. And then he just goes to town. It is hysterical that I'm like, this is like what this is like what a guy, I'm not saying Aronofsky this, but this is what a guy who bullied fat people in high school uh-huh. does to show like, I'm gonna make a drama about fat people. They eat chicken and they're disgusting, but it's sad. Um, you know, and him like gorging himself was just like I this it's so silly. It was the the eating stuff, they like up the sounds. You could really hear the like just food in his mouth. It was so silly that uh it takes me right out of it. A lot of it's for the play stuff. So I, I didn't I d- not I even as a fat person did I not like it. I just found a lot of it very over the top with its portrayal of I, fat. I, I don't necessarily disagree. I just found I found those things to be relatively little of the movie. He ate a lot in that movie. He chokes on a meatball sub. He does choke on a meatball sub. And has to sub. get the Heimlich maneuver and then like breaks the table or something. No, he breaks the table when he, she tells him to stand up. Yeah. He can't yeah, quite he, do it. He shoves a meatball sub into his mouth that he like swallows a meatball and like a cartoon. It's like a big meatball sized <laughs> lump in his throat. And then it's to go close his eyes and squint and go and get the rest down. Like in a cartoon. Uh, it's just like, it's, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, of the two-hour runtime, there's... Would the delivery guy really care? Like, at the end, when he look yeah, would the delivery guy just go, (gasps) and, like, run to his car, (laughs) screaming and crying? That's not actually what happened. But he has, like, a look of, like, 
just yeah, like, hor- oh damn, like yeah, horrid, yeah, that, you know. Yeah. <gasps> oh, awful, you know. What do you care? He wouldn't care. Come on. I, I mean, I just. I, I bet. I bet he'd be a little. Uh, yeah, he'd be a little like, oh shit, and. Char- Charlie's already looking for it's a guy ordering him to two pizzas poorly. to a shitty apartment building four times a week. He's not going to be fat, my guy. What do you think you're doing here? Anyway, Brendan Fraser's great in it. Everyone's yeah. good in it. Yeah, but Brendan Fraser is great in it. He deserves the praise he's getting. But the movie is just a lot. I'm going to recommend a movie we saw today because there's nothing. I've recommended everything else. Sure. So I recommend Babylon. Um, it's a lot. It's gross at times. It starts bab a lot. If if you see an elephant in the first five minutes and a bunch of guys go around to the back of it, you might want to look away if you're squeamish. Yeah, um, I didn't care for when that happened. But it's very ambitious. It's for the most part very entertaining. It's a movie that will the likes of which will never be made again. And I really uh liked the uh the the ending how it connects everything that came before it's some great performances in there and it's just like if you're gonna watch this movie it might as well be on a big screen you know yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in the frame that if you watch on a tv is gonna look a little squished go see it on a big nice wide screen so. yes i do uh, i do agree with that and just to 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 compare the two i will say in the whale's favor that it was a it was a movie that was filled with uh, characters and relationships and emotions and oh, so many emotions. Bab- Babylon's strength did not lie there, mm-hmm. though the the technical exhibition of Babylon was, for the most part, uh, wonderful, very music. very pleasing. Wonderful music. All right, no, look us up. All right, you can find us at whatsinthebossoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R, and that's also my handle on Letterboxd. Wonderful. Uh, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, we are on to bigger and better things this year. Mm-hmm. And you can find us there as well. We got a lot coming up. March is around the corner. Yeah, you guys know what that means. We'll Absolutely. have an announcement about that soon. Um, special guests coming on in a few. Uh, you know, we got to we got to watch Emancipation. Talk about Will Smith's performance with a mod and for getting willy with it. I'm, I'm surprised you're willing to say his name out loud. It's the first time we're doing uh, one of those post uh, slaps. That'll be interesting. Um, Oscars are coming up. A lot of stuff's happening these first few months and weeks. So stay tuned. Uh, This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. Until next week, go see a movie.